Hey nerds, this is Brian. Uh, this was supposed to be our Rogue One episode, um, and, it, and it is. We will definitely do our fun geeking out episode about that movie because it was awesome. Um, but we do have to say that it was recorded before the untimely passing of uh, actress Carrie Fisher, who needs no introduction to this group of people. Um, Princess Leia is like an iconic character in the formation of our imaginations. You know, she was the modern heroine that we all needed, and Carrie Fisher brought her to life so beautifully. And in her own right, was an amazing writer, actress, uh, public speaker, advocate, all the above. Um, so I can't tell you how, how heartbroken we are that uh, she's gone. And uh, also, I, we are just completely shocked that her mom, actress Debbie Reynolds, passed away right after her. And that's just a doubly tragic Situation. So our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts and all the good things go out to the Reynolds and Fisher families. And um, we would like to open the episode with a moment of silence. Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Star Wars! Oh, Star Wars! Star Wars! Oh my god, Star Wars! Oh my god, Star Wars! Star Wars forever! Oh my god, Rogue One! <laughs> oh my god! Okay. More like Rouge One. Yeah, all fuck right. all the intro where we tell you about our lives recently. Just Star Wars is happening. Just just Star Wars. That's all that's going on. Did you okay. see that meme where it's like it's spelled Rouge one and all the actors have like <laughs> oh rouge God. cheeks in their like promotional poster pictures? That is ridiculous. It's are they wearing so- finely oh, crafted shit. wigs too? Oh, while they're no. Because I just got this image thought, of them all wearing like you know, I, Louis the Fourteenth era like regalia. I <laughs> hear Rouge one and I'm like, okay, clearly Jin is dying of of tuberculosis. Oh my god, and her <laughs> love interest, the plague. <laughs> Cassian's a penniless writer. Um, Cassian's <laughs> a penniless writer, and you know, instead of that tiny little alien dude, it's John Leguizamo on his knees. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, guys. Oh my god, we're gonna talk about Rogue One, listeners. Yep. Spoilers. All the spoilers, all the time. Yep. Just so you yep. know, the rest of this episode is full of spoilers. We don't care. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't if care you haven't you. seen Rogue if One, seen first off, you're dead to us. Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you listening to this show? Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> see you next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Listen it. Come back, and we'll 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 geek the fuck out. Mm. We'll wait. What took you so long? (laughs) (laughs) Still Moriarty. (laughs) All right, now that we're spoiling everything for everybody, in the words of Kevin Hart, everybody gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Roxy Noberry. And I'm Sean Moriarty. And let's all talk about Rogue One. Okay. Okay. In the studio Ah. with us today is all of our childhood just amazement and innocence and just wonder about this amazing film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What I appreciate, first off, is that the only preparation you needed to see this movie was A New Hope. 
Really. And 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 maybe the prequels if you wanted to understand who Jimmy Smith was, because they never actually yeah. said his name. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, that's the one that's the they waited until this one to tie anything into the prequels. Yeah. I love seeing a prequel character. Yeah, actually, I appreciate that because in a way, it's Disney saying, okay, look, we're not ignoring that the prequels happened, guys. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. did happen. Yeah. But we're just kind of like cleaning it up a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. By dirtying it. So yeah. I feel like it like carried on the wonderment of episode seven, the sort of political intrigue of episode three, and then the just all around fucking amazingness of, of episode four. Like, I feel like that's what Rogue One just did mm-hmm. for me. You know, it just sure. it, it brought all of the fucking good feelings that I have about any of those, you know, franchises and films into one movie. And that's my general sort of stance okay, on so, this whole so thing. So that's your one statement. Okay, so let's let's have our opening statements. That's Roxy's opening statement. Pretty Sean, much. what's your opening statement? Ladies and gentlemen of the court, <laughs> I would like to say that as someone who previously was was very upset by the prequels and maybe held the original trilogy too close to his heart to enjoy anything. I was going into it pretty skeptical. I went into this movie pretty skeptical thinking it's not saga. How good could it possibly be? And I was not blown away by how adult the themes were Mm -hmm. and how perfect the storytelling was and how it tugged at your heartstrings while maintaining the same visual splendor and visual continuity of the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well said. Okay. Brian? I was not worried about the quality of the film. I know there was a lot of fans who were worried because of the, the the reshoots that took place. But let's be real, guys. Lord of the Rings had reshoots that th- took place. It's common. And well, yeah, because they filmed that movie like 10 years before they finished it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not just that, but also, I mean, fuck, there's a thing called pickups, guys. Mm. Reshoots and pickups are essentially the same thing. But it was crafted in a way that, that people thought, oh, my God, they're going back and they're reshooting scenes. It happens mm. because maybe they didn't get the coverage they needed or maybe... People's expectations are really high for stuff like this, though, Brian. Exactly. So people are just... But the thing is that because we live in an era where everything is instant notification now, mm-hmm. people don't process data as slowly as they should. And they, they're they very reactionary because of that. So that being said, I wasn't, I wasn't subject to that. People um, still have post what I call PTSSSD, post traumatic Star Wars syndrome. Yeah. Maybe it's PTSWSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're sensitive. They're very sensitive. Absolutely, I understand, and I understand why because again, it's claiming that they're playing with their childhood, mm. and uh, understood, understandably so. But guys, even if this movie sucked, your childhood was not would not have been raped. Your childhood exactly. would not have been destroyed because of it. Yeah. It just would have been very disappointing. Let's grow the fuck up. But um, that being said, I fucking love this movie. I was like waiting for you to get there. Thank Jump you, and Brian, for the, the fucking hut. This movie was Thank fucking <laughs> un-be-fucking-leavable. <laughs> Thank you for the longest opening statement ever yeah. made. Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> so uh, the thing that I loved about this movie so much is that it added so much power and depth and to steal a word from Brian gravitas mm. <laughs> to to the Star Wars universe and to the rebel cause yeah that mm-hmm. it deepened the politics and you saw so much else of what was going on outside of just the main storyline that we're used to and I I loved seeing the the deeper effects of the Empire on the long term 
I thought the story was crafted really well. I thought the technology was amazing. And it had just enough member berries to make it really fun. Mm-hmm. And member Star Wars. Member Chewbacca. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember. <laughs> so I, it was just enough for me. Like I, from the get go, when it didn't have the crawl, mm. I was like, oh, fuck yes. I am mm-hmm. in for something that is new and yet familiar at the same time. It and had its own score, yeah. even. Yeah, well, and Giacchino, like, did such a good job of making it just Williams-y enough, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, totally. It, that's the totally. one other thing I thought, is the score felt absolutely Star Wars-like. Yeah. Giacchino, I think, is clearly auditioning to take over from Williams at right? this point. Because he nailed it, the tone, literally, literally the tone for sure, of the for score. Sure. Beautifully. Sarah, yeah. finish your point. Does that mean that yeah. now Chiquino and, and Zimmer are like just head to head? Like, which one of these fucks do we pick to, to know, score right? our epic movie? Uh, so basically, yeah, that's that's my that's my wrap up. I, I loved it. I even I even though I had cr- I had like literally heartburn that was giving me tears in my Ooh. eyes because oh, me I was too. so uncomfortable during the movie. Ooh. I refused to get up and leave because I was not about to miss a single second. Yeah, I didn't get up at all. And I'm notorious for drinking too much soda and having to pee in the middle this movie I oh did my not God. I love you guys yeah. I had to pee but I used run pee to know exactly when because Sean Sean likes to bring shooters into the movies <laughs> as you can tell from my eat. initial review to Amazing Spider-Man 2 yes okay right okay. sorry Roxy that's okay baby um so well okay well, here's my confession you guys I have I have kind of a a, a sad thing to admit Okay. Uh oh. I, I didn't go to a midnight premiere or anything like that. It okay. was a liter. It was. It was. Pra- okay. I saw this thing at five fifty p.m. on a Friday evening. It was practically daylight. I mean, it. That's I got twilight. matinee you got pricing for my ticket. Discount Twilight ticket. Didn't I you? have no excuse for what happened. Did you get the early bird special? I got the early <laughs> bird special, and I. I mean, I went into that thing with like you know, I was totally stoked and excited. Come the transition. From okay, now the rebels are all assembled and they have to go yep. to find Galen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started dozing off. <gasps> yeah, you're dead to me. There was a part of it, you guys, and maybe you can help me uncover why this might have <laughs> happened. Where I face. felt like, and this is the only moment in the entire fucking movie this happened, there was actually a bit of a plot <laughs> lull for me. And by that, I mean I felt like there was the, there was a little too quick in the transitions, okay. and I lost a little bit of the story. And I don't know why that fucking happened, but I just lost interest. Hold, for hold a on, it was only right, a second. Roxy, you guys, I literally for one I second. woke the fuck back up and I hit myself for falling asleep. But I didn't fall asleep. I just I I, okay. I kind of like just got a little. And this has Roxy. happened to me before in Star Wars movies where I get lost in the political stuff. Um, where some of the well, Sarah, uh, Sarah is like death glaring. You got it. That's what I want to say. Let's address this first. You guys can't see this because once again, it's an audio podcast. But Sarah looked like someone just shot a family Sarah, member of hers when you initially said that you over. passed out, and then just slowly went into like being okay, dead I'm admitting inside. This. No, I think Sarah. I'm no, that's not the extremity is, of it. This is a safe space. Sarah just looked like she found out like a cousin that she really, really uh, likes is Republican. That's that, but, that's what like literally the only fucking reason I'm bringing this up is because this movie was so fucking good. Uh-huh. And I want to be very sensitive to the fact that, you know, we've been hurt before. And I think you were probably just tired and off of work. Like, is that, is yes. that what it was? Is yes. that be that simple? Because I don't want to feel bad about this fucking I, movie. Well, okay, Roxy, I that is what cocaine is for. 
Oh, As fuck. somebody yeah. who okay. is a notorious movie sleeper. Thank you! But I do it at home, like on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and like, it, yes. But here, it yeah. only lasted for maybe maximum like two or three seconds, if that. Okay. Like, okay. I just, I found myself oh, okay. getting a little bit confused and losing interest. Yeah. I have a parallel to that. Okay. I did not. I was fully focused the entire time. Yeah. And so is Vanessa. Do you remember the part that I'm talking about, though? The kind transition of, and how kind I could of. have possibly lost the but, you know, focus on the film. But what I will say is yeah. I also saw it with Vanessa's parents. Okay. Who are big movie buffs. So okay. we thought, okay, this would be a great... Because yesterday was Vanessa's birthday. Nice. So we went out and saw it on her birthday. That was the premise. We didn't catch an early showing. Okay. We saw it at 8.30 p.m. on a Friday night. Dude, I would have been dead asleep. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I'm horrible. I can't believe you guys waited so long. I, I, I had to. I didn't have an, uh, an option. I, I had um, work. Me that's too. You're yeah. right, sir. I can't believe you. But we also went, we went to a theater that's got reserved seating. Okay. So it was like we didn't what? have to wait in line. Like, we showed up 10 minutes before the movie, and cool. we just went to our seats. Yeah, they have that. Reserved yeah, seating? What my, the fuck are you talking about? What the theater, theater in my town has that. Yeah. Uh, this is the Shoreline, Sean. They redid the, th- yeah. the Shoreline. It's now got reserved seating with leather like, like the loungers and, and all that uh, stuff. recliners and all that stuff. Yeah, Wait, so the Shoreline Amphitheater, you, is, so they don't know. No, the, the, the Century Shoreline. Yeah, the Mountain one that's View. by oh. the amphitheater. Yeah. Brian. I don't know Continuing. things anymore. So the thing is, we had just come from dinner where the restaurant had a rock and bar and very strong cocktails <laughs> so we had all had at least two really strong cocktails okay okay so they did doze off at the same part you think possibly okay. and for longer because of like the alcohol the, this but is the end of the first act yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. i know what you're talking about there was a right. slight lull tonally in the film thank you but yes. that, that i think happens. we needed that breather though because mm-hmm. if it was high action every single moment of the film it you would get tired. You would get you would have been tired. Like adrenaline rushing yeah. you know, all the way through. You would have crashed. Absolutely. Yeah. And when that movie ended, I was pumped. Me too. I was, no, I was like, was. I was like, you know what? They fucking did it. Mm-hmm. They totally made the last and best possible prequel they could have made. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah, you said, you know, this is that's how you make a prequel. I agree with you one hundred percent. And it literally, you can't have a, a sequel to it because. The, the last moment is like the first scene of A New Hope. They did. Oh, my so, God. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Can we just get into it now? Of yeah. Like how much we fuck it. Like all I the good to, stuff. Yes. I wanted to start with that, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if there could ever be any sort of things to talk negatively about, I wonder if it was that sequence. I, I wonder if it was that part of the film well, alone. I think the thing is, at this point, maybe I'm speaking for everybody incorrectly here. But I feel like anything that we would have, any critiques we would have had may just be us being like our geeky, nerdy selves where we want to say things we would have liked to have personally seen. Mm. That doesn't necessarily demean from the quality of the actual film itself. Mm, mm-hmm. maybe. Is that a reasonable? Or? I guess. I didn't feel like yeah, it was Yeah, I mean, sure. you do like, okay. So the, the trailer, you see Darth Vader for a split second in the trailers. But that makes you want to see him throughout the whole movie. You don't get a lot of Vader in this movie, but what you do get of him, especially in that end sequence, is everything you ever wanted oh to see. Oh my god, fucking great! It's like it's like yes, it was so satisfying mm, and fucking scary at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so Sarah, he just is ruining Vader. people. Like that's the Darth Vader that like we've all everybody's needed. been afraid of this whole time. Not, not only that, but like I love how the callback. There's a very subtle callback to in Episode Four when. Obi-Wan turns the corner and Vader's waiting for him, lightsaber already mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. extended. 
And yes, they did the exact same moment mm-hmm. when the door opens and they realize, and Vader's standing there with the lightsaber already open, like ready. He's like, "I'm gonna fuck some shit up." <laughs> yeah. And that's right when I had to hide my boner because I was with <laughs> friends who would have judged um, me. I actually have a controversial statement to share. Oh man, we're just going is, deep is today. <laughs> he did a wonderful acting, voice acting job, but I do think it's time for James Earl Jones to retire the voice of Darth Vader. But it was so special. Here's the thing. He acted it. It was beautiful. It was absolutely the Darth Vader we remember, yeah. except for the fact that his voice sounded old and battered now. Really? What the to fuck me, are his you voice talking about? old and battered, yeah. I couldn't tell. Yeah, hmm. to me, I, I could. And it was didn't have the same richness and timber <laughs> that Gravitas. he had had in the older films. The and timber, yeah. I, there are people out there who, who work for Disney now who do the voice, who sound just like the Vader of the 80s, if they're going to do more Vader, are you sure? I think, I like, think it's time to bring is, it to somebody else. James Earl Jones seems to have one of those voices that is very hard to recreate to the point that you wouldn't realize it wasn't him. I'll take James Earl Jones, 98 years old, drooling into a cup trying to say Darth Vader's quotes than I will any other voice actor because they just throw whoever. Jake, our friend Jake, he <laughs> did some voiceover work on ads for Rush Hour, the TV show. And he was doing the Jackie Chan character's voice. <laughs> I don't want a white redheaded dude doing fucking James Earl Jones' <laughs> fucking voice. But that's the beauty of voice acting is you don't know who the fuck is doing your voice. Because truth be told, voice wise, for all you know, if you're the first per- time you're listening to this podcast, you don't know. We could all be uh, we could all be a bunch of black guys talking oh my right God. now. You really don't know because of the way our voice sounds. We actually, thanks for, okay, so spoilers, we are actually four giant black men. Hello, <laughs> nurse. I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Oh, I mean, you guys are, are, you can disagree with me about the the James Earl Jones, but I, I totally respect that. That's fine. I think if they're going to replace the voice, they need to do an ad, like some sort of campaign online where they have like 20 different dudes whose voices that they think are close and we Mm. all get to vote on it. That's the only way. Democracy is the only way I can handle that. Democracy. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Awesome fucking things. Can we talk about, we just need to get into it. Let's just talk about Tarkin. Yeah, the story. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. So Talk about Tarkin. So Vanessa's mom leaned over to me like two minutes after he was on screen and she said, isn't Peter Cushing dead and i said yeah he's been dead for over 20 years news to me by yeah. the way <laughs> yeah and i would say there it it looked so good you guys but <laughs> with with the one exception of his mouth mm. no it, yeah, it's well, very that's hard the, to get the mouth correct the, mo- the mouth looked- gives away because it's like total uncanny valley situation that they still have when they do have these same kinds of uh, technology in like games like Last of Us and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like it, it's that same thing that there's so many muscles in the human face that it's really hard for them yep. to redo all of it. Yeah. But but and that is the most lifelike I have ever seen a CGI character. It totally me fucking fooled yeah. me. I had no idea that he I was dead. I thought it was that, him. That was I have to disagree, guys, because I saw it and I was like when 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 Tarkin was in shadows, which was brilliant on behalf of the production team because you keep him in shadows. And then there's you have a less of a chance of noticing the the issues like you're saying with the facial movements, the muscles. But when you have Princess Leia in full light at the end, I was like, okay, that clearly is no better than what I saw in the Polar Express, and that was years ago. And Sean, I I tend to agree, agree with, with that because of the fact, and and this is something that I was thinking about, like 
we are so accustomed to seeing modern Carrie Fisher, modern day, how she looks sure. now. I mean, we just saw her in uh, Force Awakens. And then we see her in this like final flash moment at the end. And like automatically, I'm like, oh, well, that's a pretty, pretty good CGI job. Like, yeah, like, I thought it was you know? I thought it was pretty good, especially because it was yeah. so short. Because it was so short. I thought it, it, it I, I was able it to suspend give you enough my time disbelief. to nitpick. Yeah. I was able to suspend my disbelief for like a moment with that. Yeah. But with the Grand Moff Tarkin We're Star Wars one, fans. Oh my God, we have, I thought it we was just him. need a split like, second yeah. to nitpick. Yeah, so mm-hmm. all we need is a split second to nitpick. But I automatically knew it wasn't her. With Tarkin, I thought it was real. I guy. thought I literally thought that they just lifted her face from a scene in A New Hope. Which, and yeah, which they pretty much did. I'm yeah. going to disagree with Sean here because I literally just watched the Polar Express the same day. <laughs> Stop. Because Whoa. I was subbing at his school. So guys, by the way, my day job when I'm not acting is I'm a substitute teacher. I was subbing in a school, and obviously it's the day before Christmas vacation, so we're not going to do any real work. So we put on a movie, and it was the Polar Express, and I saw the computer graphics, and the computer graphics are way better. Now, <laughs> now again, I think, like Sarah says, it's Uncanny Valley. We're not going to be able to fully ever accept something that has been computer generated because we know what a human face looks like. It's the first thing we're programmed neurologically to do right. is recognize a human face. That's why the robots won't win. So, exactly. So, uh but that being said, like let's compare it to like maybe ten years ago with Superman Returns when they had to map Marlon Brando's face onto you know the talking mm. floating head of Jarrell. Mm. The mm-hmm. technology was way fucking better. The skin texture was photorealistic. The hair was photorealistic. Uh, I would even say to a degree the eyes mm-hmm. were photorealistic. Yeah. Um, it was the mouth. That was the mouth. The mouth was the one thing that completely. Um, Gave it away. Gave it away. Yeah. And I would have been fine if they had just shown Leia with the hood on at the end. Mm. And it said, and then yeah, you hear the, the voice. You hear her hope. voice. That would have yeah. been even better. Or even then, or it's one of those shots where like you see like her jaw. Yeah. Or but like you don't actually profile. see her full face. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's, I would have been fine another, with that too. That's another criticism that I have though, is why do this when we have seen what happens when you digitally uh, mess with someone's face that's actually there? Like even all the way back to um, X3. Which, you know, say what you will about the movie, but the way they made Ian McKellen and uh, and Patrick Stewart look younger was flawless. And that was years ago. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just put Carrie Fisher on there and then all of a sudden you have all of those muscle movements That's that true. Y- you don't pick up and then you just airbrush from there to make her look like she did in episode That's four. true. Yeah, Michael hmm. Douglas and Ant-Man was pretty fucking flawless too yeah, yes and Brad Pitt and, to- and, and then again fun. Robert Denny Jr. in Civil War yeah, yeah. oh yeah I mean there's example. so there's a lot of a lot of things that they could have done but let's face it this is ILM what they do is try to break the mold and improve That's and get true. better and do as much technology as they possibly can through that this is this is what they do, and I yes. and I so I'm willing. I was willing to accept it. I was willing to buy into it. Hmm. Um, I also like getting away from that from the CGI stuff of that. I want to talk mention the fucking callouts when they had the squad leaders oh, that yeah. were that were straight oh, lifted from a new hope. Mm-hmm. They had um they had scenes with the rebel pilots um up in the air fighting that was unused footage from A New yeah. Hope that they cut into the movie. So they, cool. they cut it out of the film, digitized it, like it and put yeah. it in. Yes. It did. They it did, did such it a good job. It was very subtle. And can we also talk about the mustaches? Yes. <laughs> Guys. So apparently, I've said it on the social media, I will say it again. 
Apparently, the galaxy far, far away also went through a porn stash phase <laughs> where everyone just found caterpillars that were close to their hair color and just glued them to their fucking but faces. But it's like in a galaxy far, far away, mustaches are fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And, and and like and they had so they so, kept so much of this like 70s, 80s aesthetic that mm-hmm. we have from the original yep. trilogy and really carried it over. I and got it, that, too. They did such a good yeah. job making it feel Right. In continuity. Yeah. Well, and they kind of did that ever so slightly in episode three, too, is that they were getting closer and closer to the 70s look, but not quite there yet. Um, because you have to. Like, regardless of, of you know, how far advanced they the galaxy far away appears to be or doesn't appear to be, there's still a look that that movie has. And if you're going to set a movie up that leads directly into that movie, if the aesthetic isn't exactly right... It's you failed at your job mm-hmm. because it's not the same mm-hmm. continuing story anymore. And so, yeah, their production designer deserves a fucking Oscar yeah. <laughs> because um, they recreated it perfectly. I also would like to talk about how awesome Mon Mothma was in this mm. because that was yeah. fucking satisfying to see her character become fully fledged. Mm-hmm. Like, And the actress that they picked out. was just so perfect. She looked, in the in her tone and the look, yes. it was perfect. She yeah. looks just like her, wow. albeit younger. But, Eyes are a little different, but yeah. yeah. But she's close enough. Yeah, yeah. and well, and so that actress who played her in Rogue One, she was cast to play her in a scene that was cut from Episode Three. Correct. Hmm. Yeah, because she was supposed to be Senator Mon Mothma wow. at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And the thing is that I'm wondering if that was the case, why couldn't they have found new actors to play? Tarkin and new actors to play Leia for the, those two the, for those one scenes. I mean, we guys suspension of disbelief. We can accept that another actor has to play a part at some point. Or well, another. and I think probably because Mon Mothma did not have as much screen time, so it was easier to to give her more screen time as a different actor as opposed to mm-hmm. like Leia, who's so iconic, or yes. uh, Tarkin, who had way more screen time. So I, I feel like that was a little bit okay, that's tougher. Fair. That's yeah, fair. I, I feel like it would be harder for us to accept that as opposed to somebody who was like a more minor character. Yeah, hmm. maybe. What I did really appreciate is the addition of a new droid. We could all freak out. Oh, oh my yes. god! Yeah, K two oh, was awesome. K two was K2 great, and the, and the self sacrifice already. Yeah. And oh my, yeah. Let okay. Let's talk about the new characters. Let's, so let's. so first off, K two. I'm I'm happy that Star Wars was unafraid to make a droid that actually. So we 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 know that we can have, they can have droids with personalities because otherwise C three PO. But one with sarcasm. But exactly, <laughs> one with sarcasm. A droid with sarcasm is what the Star Wars universe needed, and now oh my God. we know it's possible. He was he was like the the humor and like the levity that we were like craving because yeah. it was so dire. He was like a fine wine. He grew on me. Oh my yes. God. It, <laughs> he was definitely needed because most of that movie is sadness. Yeah. yeah most of yeah. the movie is sadness. Um, and struggle. I, I yeah. thought Felicity Jones killed it. Oh my God. She was so good. I thought she just played the role with so much sincerity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and, and Cassian was like a scene stealer mm-hmm. for sure. And fucking Mway. Oh my god. Imway was was my favorite. First off, first off, Donnie Yen, great actor. I love it. Seriously, I'm blind. (laughs) And if you haven't seen Eep Mon, he's the star of Eep Mon. If you haven't seen those three movies, check them out. Well, Donnie Yen's also a longtime Hong Kong martial arts action star. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's good to see him in an American film doing what he does best. Yeah. Kicking fucking ass. I also like yeah, that well, going Well, actually, with this... hold on one second, Brian. Hold on one second. I I made a point of noting this. 
that usually when you take somebody that's a Hong Kong action star and you put them in a movie, the emphasis is on the action and not the character development. Like we've seen with Jet Li and we've seen with Jackie Chan. Yeah, it but flipped he, it on its side. You saw yeah. him do martial arts, but for the most part, he you was saw him emote. Yeah, he was yeah. acting. Yeah, and he yeah, was, and he was so doing good. great. I also like that the, they're going in this direction point. to show that not every force adept is a Jedi or a Sith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with mm-hmm. same thing with Maz Kanata from from The Force Awakens is that he's kind of this guy who he has I think we can agree like he has the ability to use the Force but in a very very minor way. Mm-hmm. It's like, more of like a perception and awareness kind of thing. Right, cuz yeah. yeah, yeah. he can sense things that there's no possible way a blind man can see. Mm-hmm. So we know he has a connection to the Force. He doesn't mm-hmm. just believe in it. He can use it, but he's not a Jedi. He can't like lift shit up or like, you know, the I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. That was so like oh my God, that so shot good. where he walks through and like all the blasters are just going oh around him like that was fucking amazing. And actually, can I say that was another point of consistency that they kept in this movie is that stormtroopers are fucking terrible shots. (laughs) (laughs) All the Wilhelm screams just happening left and And right. (laughs) Stormtroopers, we saw more stormtroopers die in this movie than any other of the Star Wars movies. And I was like, okay, it's solidified. Yeah, it's solidified. Stormtroopers are not people. Not only are they easily, (laughs) not only are they horrible shots they're also easily knocked out yeah <laughs> they're easily subdued oh yeah even with they helmets and armor things. on <laughs> yeah. even with helmets and armor on all you gotta do is whack them with a stick and they're tough i really love right. the diversity of the different types of uh troopers though because they showed like several different i think oh, totally sa- uh, like factions or sanctions of there were like, like there were at least three mm-hmm. so there's stormtroopers there were death troopers and those are the ones in the black and then right. the, i don't know what the other ones i don't were think we've who seen are the, the ones that had like uh, more beige uniforms yeah. with yeah. The, like orange and green stripes what i don't think i've seen those before yeah the, the Imperial Army apparently has a division that's the, that is the same thing as the Snow Division from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Same vehicles, too, because yeah, the fucking AT-ATs. Mm, the maybe, AT-ATs. maybe because sand and snow are, are similar, like, terrain. Yeah. Um, they just have different colors. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what they reminded me of. Is they reminded totally. me of the, of the Snow Troopers. Yeah. But you would think if they're willing to adapt those colors to, like, a sand kind of, like, planet... Why the fuck aren't the stormtroopers yeah, wearing know, right? the beige? In- I don't know. Well, because you need the stormtroopers to look like the stormtroopers, Brian. And the only reason that you put sand in that scene is you put sand in palm trees, and then all of a sudden you've got Saving Private Rogue One, and it, <laughs> that is what that end scene was. I was like, yes. I was like, where's the stormtrooper looking for his severed arm? This is fucking perfect. Okay, right. you guys, you guys, Forest fucking I Whitaker. totally was going to bring him up too. Oh my god. He oh my was, god. You mean reverse Darth Vader? Uh, or fucking um the guy from uh from Mad Max. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. I mean like his, his like breathing apparatus. His character was bizarre and I, I now I like really want to know like Who what is? the hell happened there? Like Please what was Please give that us a whole movie about him. So apparently Please. he was in the Clone Wars, right? And then he was also honorable. Um, he was in the Rebels episode. Wait, when you say um, that, when you say that, is that is that is that the backstory, or was he actually in the show Clone Wars? No, no he was. He was a veteran of the Clone Wars. That, that's the backstory. And then he was also in a novel called Star Wars Bloodline. So there's a there's this. He's part of the extended universe. He's part of the new extended yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is fucking awesome. Like I love that they're that they're doing that. Um, so the wait, didn't they, they say they were throwing out all of the extended universe, but they are bringing in points that they'd like to? So funny thing from is, extended hey universe? guys, guess what? Um, Han Solo was an Imperial pilot who defected. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So like, <laughs> they they they've been one to take storylines, but then maybe put them on different people. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's that's true. 
it's possible that they're picking and choosing. But that being said, like they're not ignoring it completely. For example, one of the big EU characters um, hmm. from the uh, from the extended universe. What's his name? Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Is this old? Okay, we have to be specific. Old extended universe. Old new extended, extended universe, universe, which is now called Legends. So they took a legend, but character they do they, bring pieces. Yes, they took a legend okay. character mm -hmm. and they brought him back into the canon, which is mm -hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's the blue-skinned um, Imperial yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, Admiral, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and they brought him into Star Wars Rebels. So, and that is considered canon. So it's like they are—they aren't ignoring it completely, and mm -hmm. we—we've seen okay. the signs of that. Can we talk a brief moment about that weird Jabba the Hutt fucking? Octopus-looking thing. Oh, that was that, yeah. that oh, the thing that like attaches itself to your brain. Fucking yeah. tentacle yeah. porn scene. Yeah, I was like, the, oh, I love that. Where he's like, the, the side effect is you tend to lose your mind. Yeah. You know what though? I will give credit to Riz, Riz Ahmed's performance in that. He was great. Scene. I mean, I this really guy good. is coming from zero to one hundred being in a Star Wars movie. Oh, if you yeah. guys have checked out The Night Before on HBO, please fucking watch it already. Oh, he's great in that. Yeah. Oh my god, I loved him in this, and just his like sheer terror in that scene. I would have been freaked to hell if that yeah. fucking thing touched me too. He did like, such a good job, and he became such this so really freaky. sweet, sympathetic character. But absolutely, yeah. how he saved everything in that yeah. last moment, and then yeah. what happened to him? But oh, that, but that monster thing was creepy yeah that shit i was yeah. like is that a penis <laughs> i'm pretty <laughs> sure all like all was drippy and ugh. circumcised yeah um yeah, yeah. um all drippy and circumcised <laughs> episode title <laughs> oh, actually i thought saving private rogue one was actually no, was pretty the winner good. right there what were you gonna say Sarah? i know it was i know it was i wrote it down as this will be the episode title <laughs> <laughs> um i was actually i was gonna switch gears and start talking about galen or so oh please oh and anytime we talk about mads michelson I'm and, I, they and i justified the fucking exhaust port <laughs> mm. yes i love the fact that they justified that and also what is up with this franchise and having kids seeing their dads die. Oh, it's a Disney thing, Because though. it happens, and we've got to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. We're raising awareness of children's dads dying. But it's yeah. like, and it's always dads. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know, freaking, you know, Not always. Skywalker. Not always. It's, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Solo. Mom dies. It's, Mom it's, dies. Django Fett. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you well, could make Galen or so. But, but you, it goes with the trope of the men having the wisdom, right? And if this specific male character, which is, you know, not exactly as feminist as we like it to be. Sure. You know, and, and, and for a character that is kind of this like ultimate feminist icon in a world where we now have strong female characters who don't need no man. Right. Um, I unfortunately think it's kind of a, a, a side effect or, or maybe a byproduct of an older well, way Well, yeah, of maybe. I mean, there's still kind of the, the whole thing about whose storyline is who's actually yeah. like they've made the yeah. argument that like. That Ray's storyline is is driven by the, this tangible relationship to to Luke Skywalker, which will be fleshed out. In the which next is movies. not true, right. I don't think yeah. at all. Yeah, well, not necessarily saying a parental rate. Right. I don't think that there's. I think that they're going a completely different way. With yeah. Sure, and then but then also like noting that Jin has her plot line is driven by mm -hmm. the events of her father. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I think that you could point that out, but at the same time, and I don't think it's this, the Disney thing because Disney Disney's trope is with mothers. Yeah, dead moms. Oh. Dead moms because yeah. Disney did have a her, he did lose his mom younger and it did haunt him. Um, yep. But I think Thanks, this ties, Bambi. Yeah, I think this ties much deeper into just basic hero's journey, guys. Basic Joseph Campbell. Like, sure. a hero doesn't complete their journey unless the mentor dies. Mm. You know, she had a close relationship with her father, very clearly. 
she was. Um, I don't know if I put that in the mentor role. Yeah, I wouldn't. And what? And but do we forget that in the beginning well, the of the movie, time, the first scene? Wait, wait, hold wait, wait, on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Do we forget in the first scene that we see her mother die first, which is odd? I mean, odd. It could have been just as much of a catalyst for what she did from that point to when she sees her father dies is from sure. when her father dies forward. I was just noting a pattern. You know what, Sarah? I, well, I, I know you're noting a pattern. As the other, I, and I'm just showing you that there's that situation and sure. an attack. No, no, and I'm not. And I'm Anakin's not... mother dies because no, all no. Anakin had was his mother. She didn't. He didn't know his father because his father, I think, was the Emperor manipulating midichlorians to create life, like he said in Episode Three. I think well, that's what so they were getting at. If they actually had published the Darth Plagueis novel. They would have actually said that. They would have officially canonized that plotline. But the Darth Plagueis novel was never published, and if it do, and even if it was, it's considered legends anyway. Yeah. So there's no, okay. yeah. So anyway, well, it kind of had to be Galen to die, to to be. It, it had to be Galen in this so, situation because like, sure, sure. of his connection with the with yeah. The, again, not saying stuff. it wasn't necessary. I'm not saying yeah. it's wrong. I'm just noting that there is a pattern yeah. of a lot of dads dying consistently. Well, it's Hollywood, and it's still yeah. spectacle, and there's always going to be that male presence sort of yeah. force going I just with want, it. I just like, why do we want to kill off It's also a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. What was the political landscape like 30 years ago in this country? I'm not, I'm not even trying, to, ma- years, I wasn't even years trying years. to make it a feminist thing. I really no, no, was. I, I don't know. you doing that though because there is an argument there. <laughs> there is an argument there, well, but I, mean, I was just noting a pattern. <laughs> at the same time, I mean, yes, there is. And at the same time, I think it could have been either parent. Not, it, incidentally, it's a hard point Both to make in this period because let's be honest, Everybody fucking dies in this movie. <laughs> Literally, everybody, everybody you care about die. dies. It's like Hamlet in space. <laughs> Hamlet in space. <laughs> so, um, yes, keep a body. Lion King in space. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I definitely see the point. There is a recurring pattern. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's specific to Star Wars. It's specific to any sure. heroic action. Yeah, that's yeah. very film. true. That's so patriarchal and all again, that not even yeah. not even a flaw, just a pattern. No, I um, love and, that. Sarah. And Thank I you. love. Uh, I loved the fact that everybody died. Yeah. I thought it was... Well, yeah, they had to. that confuses me about it, though, because I had read, and I could be wrong, but I had read that Jen Erso appears in a new canon novel, and she actually meets Luke Skywalker. About Luke, right. Yeah. So... We all assume that she died because of the of the, the, the flash wave. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she was fully in the radius of I'm, the... I am sincerely hoping that she did die because, I mean, the way that that story works, if you touch on those things that happened just before the three movies that you hold so dear and everybody knows so well, how do you justify any of those characters being, like, going forward, being completely ignored and not involved yes. in the rebellion whatsoever? Exactly. Hmm. Good exactly. Point. Yeah, so that's the only inconsistency that... Uh, confuses me is it how could that have happened so someone please correct me on that i mean it just may not i just did well well, so what you're saying is is that it's that they may make that story into canon at Uh, some point they probably uh, won't now are they really it was released after the acquisition though and after like they had already after the story group had already laid out laid out their plan wait so this but even novels released already wait they still said they still said it was like a a while after the acquisition that they said, "Okay, this is canon. This is not true." But they had, but the story group had made. They wouldn't make that announcement without laying out the plans for the new. How the long new ago universe. did they make the announcement, Brian? The Legends universe, I think, was a couple of years ago. No, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. talking about the specific story that you're saying that Jin's going to meet Luke Skywalker. Is it released? When was it released? Um, that. I need to pull up the info, so you guys keep talking. Has it been released at all? Is this even a point we should be talking about? Because it doesn't sound like after this movie that they they would do that. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, and we don't know who the publisher was on that. Like, who who did that book? And yeah, was it Scholastic? They're shifty. <laughs> was it Scholastic? Um, okay, I'm I want to really see this for... book at my book fair. <laughs> book fair, yeah. Um, I'm really excited for future cons when everyone gets to do their own like makeups and mechan- mechanics of like their costumes, especially mm-hmm. for the. Um, Okay, who is the other uh, rebel um, with the big gun, the like the machine gun type? Oh my God, was yeah. his name Maze uh, or something like he that? He was the other Asian actor that was really uh, fantastic. What was his name? I, know. Was, I can't like remember the character's name right now. I'm blanking on that it. That dude though, you know who I'm talking about yeah. though, right? Inway's partner, basically. Yeah, Inway's yeah. partner, pretty much. Right, Baze. Like, it was Baze. Yeah, Baze. yeah. Holy, played shit. by Wen Jing. What a cool fucking yep. look. Like a Star Wars samurai. See, that's what armor. I'm also thinking. It was like, like an updated samurai armor. Yeah. This whole movie, and I, I bet you. A all the money that when George Lucas first made episode four, he was thinking, um, you know, I'm going to make my own sort of like samurai Western epic um, in outer space. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, all things considered with the new um, the original trilogy, it lost that that wonderment. And these characters totally brought me back to it feeling like a totally yes. like samurai Western. Yeah. Like you had, I mean, oh, my God, Darth Vader's reveal. His entrance oh when he was in his like lava castle. Yes. Oh, I, oh my God! When they were doing the zoom in on that, I'm like yeah. Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in Middle Earth. <laughs> okay, so so here's what it says. Fucking so I, cool. I'm reading this cold, guys. So please excuse me. So this is from Polygon. Uh, Star Wars novel confirms your theory about Rogue One lead Jin Erso. Lucasfilm and its assorted licensed distributors revealed a whole gaggle of holiday seasons merchandise this week. Blah blah blah. Uh, one of those books uh, is, uh, so they've released a bunch of books. One of them was Catalyst, a Rogue One novel, in which is set prior to the upcoming film and concerns a previous connection between the characters played by uh, all the main characters. Okay, so this is all just plot basis of, of how Galen Erso. And yeah, Martin and who's Urso to say, ends. I mean, Luke Luke is obviously alive by, the, by this movie yeah, anyway. Like who's to say like she didn't what, run 18? into him in between that time that she oh, yeah, left her folks and left... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could put we could put it in there. It doesn't have to be after. Right. Yeah. No. So it could have totally. happened prior to Okay, so mm-hmm. maybe she runs into him on Tatooine or something. Well right. so they but, run into each other at a dance. <laughs> it's a Tatooine social. I, I was under the understanding that <laughs> the they prom. met they met because of the Rebel Alliance. Oh. So that's why I was confused. Um that being See, said, I also those jumps. Like that they head faked us. That that they were like they you saw them get out of the elevator and like, wait a second, hmm. they can't be a, a out of the blast zone at this point. Hmm. We saw how big this blast zone is. They can't be safe. And then they're watching, and then you finally see them get mm-hmm. absorbed by the... the oh, the speaking of which, the, the the before fully operational Death Star only, not destroying a, a planet, like vaporizing it, like we've or making it supernova, oh, almost yeah. like a star like we've seen before. It was that combined with the war imagery in the end scene made me feel very World War II-y about it and very use of nuclear weapons because it looked oh, very yeah. much... Like a nuclear weapon, totally. Mm-hmm. And I also appreciate that the whole fact of using kyber crystals. Yeah, mm-hmm. the idea that okay. Oh so God, I oh. I'm I like came so they're using all over the place. The Jedi's power. They are literally because the kyber crystals are supposed to have force energy in them. So mm-hmm. they're literally mm-hmm. using dark force energy mm-hmm. to yeah. destroy planets and destroy cities. Crazy mm-hmm. dude, so crazy. I loved how we kind of got a grand tour of the galaxy with all these new planets. Yeah, actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. How'd mm-hmm. you guys feel about the um, little? planet listing <laughs> on the on the screen. I wasn't too crazy about it. Honestly. It was, cinematography was beautiful. Cinematography was great. Yeah. It was definitely again chalking up to saying, okay, 
not a saga film. This is what mm-hmm. we can do now with anthology films. Forgiving that, I'm like, okay, it helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. At the same time, would have appreciated if they had said Jimmy Smith's name in the movie, that they mm-hmm. would have called him, you oh, know, yeah. Bail Organa. Sen- no, Bail Senator Organa. Organa or Prince Organa, because he is a prince. They called him Senator Organa, I swear they did. Hmm. I didn't did hear they his not, name being Or did they just call him Sen- No, they just called him Senator. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes him think that you know that it is... Organa is I have to return to Alderaan and they very coyly mention Obi-Wan Kenobi. Does yeah. refer to Obi-Wan and, yeah. and yeah. Alderaan. Also, if you saw any of the prequels, which most likely most people did, you're going to know who he is. Well, and that's mm-hmm. one thing that I really appreciated this movie did is that they didn't have they didn't try to fill in all the blanks. Yeah, no not no ex, uh yeah. ex, extemporaneous exposition. Yes. Yeah, they were they were really extraneous, extraneous, not extemporaneous. I like the extemporaneous better. I don't care what the definition is. Okay. <laughs> Brian, like, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I did. I thought that that was really nice. And actually, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate them having the the planet listing um, hmm. for the same reason that I, you know, appreciated that they didn't have the crawl, like yeah. the episode crawl, um, because of the fact that it made it feel like this is related but not the same. Sure. And I also, you know, and that gives them the. The flexibility to make it darker, to mm-hmm. give it a, yeah. a a darker ending, and to make it honestly feel like to me at one point this this movie felt kind of like a like a James Bond spy thriller because of mm-hmm. the fact that it's like okay you have to go seek out the information okay now what do you do with the information like mm-hmm. and like trying to do yep. all this stuff like to and you're jumping from point A to point B and traveling all over the place and yeah. and it made it exciting it made it thrilling yeah it was interesting too because really. You don't see any of the, I mean, other than Yavin, you don't really see any of the old worlds. Like, they're really trying to, to play mm-hmm. up this whole, the galaxy is uh, this, this vast that yeah. you, know, you end up going to, there's a, apparently a whole planet called Jeddah that <laughs> involved Jedi temples and the former that had the first. Crystals. That was the Ooh. first Jedi temple, Brian. No, the That's first the one first is where, where Luke is. Those ruins? Oh, my God. Luke oh is in the first Oh, my God, thing. yes. Beautiful. And did you, like, I love the fact that there was, like, one point where people were, were they like jumping off of, like jumping out of a plane or something? I don't know. Somebody was jumping down there, just like for Jetta. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Oh that my was God. Cool. <laughs> it was so it good. Was. It was very emotional. So I like that we saw more planets. I felt like in the first act of the movie, though, they had too many jumps to different planets and too many. I was like, you could have, you could have tweaked the writing and had two things happen on one planet or something or sure. not like done another establishing shot. I felt like there, it, it, it felt like it was staggered too much. And this is a very light criticism. I love the fucking movie, but if I had to say anything, there was a little too much of that in the beginning. Or you can have the entire movie take place on three planets, and then you have episode one. Yeah, yeah or that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where you have like forty-five minutes all on Tatooine. All it was nineteen ninety-nine, Brian. <laughs> hey, uh, it was nineteen ninety-nine. Okay, speaking of uh, from the beginning, I called them member berries. Um, you had the cameos <laughs> of C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah, that was so cool. Was really member cute. droids, member. <laughs> and then also um, uh, in that marketplace in the in the you know oh, beginning, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the guys from the cantina. Yo, <laughs> the two guys from the cantina. Oh, that was oh so my cool. god, how great was that? Like bumping into it was so amazing. <laughs> I was like, it's those assholes. Yeah. I know. Oh my god, it was so great. I also appreciate that. Um, What's his name? Hold on. I have the cast list. Let me pull it up. So funny. Uh, the Admiral, the guy who's the same species as Admiral Akbar. He's from Mon Calamari. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. apparently every calamari sounds exactly the same. And sounds I'm guessing very close. even the Except women. He's a gray <laughs> calamari versus a 
red. I was waiting for Akbar calamari. to pop up. They don't have racism on really their planet. Cal- is it really calamari? I know. I know. Mon calamari, that's just yeah, hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. I'm like, oh, yeah, and no, shrimp. that's the name of the race too. Because I, I used really to have the Star Wars essential calamari, guide to yeah. characters, yeah. and it said uh, like race or something. It was a calamari. Yeah, mon calamari. Yeah. Well, calamari. and so, and I, you know, somebody else was like talking to me about this. The um. So Mon Mothma has that line in Jedi where she's saying many Banthans died to get us this information, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are freaking out. They're like, there were no Banthans in Rogue One, da, da 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 And I'm like, guys, those are the plans for the second Death Star, mm-hmm. not the first Death Star, which is what Rogue yeah, One is right? relating to. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. so yeah, so they still have time to introduce Banthans if they really want and to. Get your facts straight. <laughs> you, you mean... Bothan? Bothan, sorry. Bothans, because Banthans are sorry, the, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. the giant buffalo Banthas looking things that make Bantha. blue milk. Oh, Banthas yeah. with blue milk. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was blue milk. No, sorry, There's sorry. a quick shot of blue milk. I, I apologize. Bothans, <laughs> I misspoke. Bothans, 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 tomato, tomato, whatever. <laughs> That's Heisenberg milk. Right. Heisenberg milk. <laughs> but yeah, Bothans That's are like... That's blue meth milk. Bothans are supposed to be like kind of like fuzzy looking little... Like creatures, so kind of like those things in Star yeah. Trek. Well, they kind no, they kind of look like uh, long-haired yaks, but like upright. So like mm. cousin, yep. it's <laughs> Admiral Radus was his name. Was the name of the Mon Calamari mm. character. Yeah. The, the basically the Akbar with jowls. Yeah, is what he was. But and it oh, yeah. and it was great. Oh my god, that like I him. mean, all of that was just. I just said, like, oh wait, my God, that was... guys, get me a Corvette, mm. whatever the time. Get me yeah, this yeah. maneuver. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, let's just. Fucking ram into. Oh by the way, the God. ships looked the directly out of. I swear the to 70s. God, I swear so to God, cool. they were. I I almost was like, they like cut and paste. Did them. they use the same models? <laughs> I hope yeah. not, because those models are fucking gone. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Not for the actual crash. Them? Not for the actual crash, but oh. for like yeah. some of the establishing shots. I was like, did they use the same models? Because they were like spot on. Oh my God! And do you remember in the beginning when they had this uh, this moment the crash where the, was epic, the light is shifting and it looks like it's gonna be like a traditional Lucas like fade transition scene but it's not it's just like the position of like the shadows shifting yeah uh-huh. i thought that it's was kind of beautiful cool and the, coming out of the shadows and all of a sudden bam there's mm-hmm. a death star yeah that yeah. was <laughs> can, can we also talk about the fact that we now know that vader has he doesn't just live on ships he has a castle mm, yeah. on a fucking volcano yeah. i know yeah of course he does in middle earth yeah, yeah i was like he oh, so i'm wondering was that mustafar that his lair was Mustafa on, what ca- Mustafa <laughs> Mustafar was where he yeah. and Obi-Wan had the duel I thought yeah. he was just Airbnb I, I was ah. no I was I legitimately think that too like is that like is he have like some deep emotional tie because I have to that's live where he there. lost his limbs or all of everything he lost his dick too you know he's got no God. dick <laughs> stop it and, but, you know that all the limbs are but gone. of all the things that he lost he did not lose his eyelashes oh no girl or, nope. I also appreciate like <laughs> which was the part that was so fucking frustrating because I'm like I'm sorry if somebody's gonna be charred to shit they're not gonna have their eyelashes anymore why are they still are there sure? why you got them eyelashes well, it's, just, it's interesting what if he squinted really hard like, I'm not the eyes <clears throat> In the older movies, you have him in his meditation chambers where, like, they show yes. the mm-hmm. helmet going on, the scarred face mm-hmm. and everything. And this one, he's like, no, fuck that. He he lives in a nutrient bath when he's not yeah. walking around he's in, in his, his suit. Which, is, which calls back to what they had Luke in when he right. had his arm cut like, off at the very beginning of Jedi. He's mm-hmm. like, 
Maybe if I sit here really long, maybe my arms will grow back. Maybe they'll grow back. Maybe. <laughs> you know he wants his dick to grow back. He doesn't care about his arms, Brian. I'm He's just... trying to grow back his fucking dick. I can use the force to jerk off. I just need something to move. That's I'm just saying. By the way, I Every, was only doing this movie did I think. Day. Everyone's got to Yes, and only during this movie did I think, wait a second. Can you, you think Darth Vader force chokes his own cock without his hands? Because he's like, I fuck these robot hands. If I use my mind to mind jerk off is truly. Because, dude, a guy like, come on, everybody jerks off. That's another thing they don't talk about in the Star Wars saga. Everybody, everybody masturbates. masturbates. <laughs> so, yes, Sarah. Speaking of force choking, <laughs> wasn't it so fucking satisfying to see that guy start to get force choked by mm -hmm. Vader? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. That was oh, so the guy, by the way, what's, his, what's that actor's name? Ben Mendelsohn. Because not only is he Saga now, but he also was a bad guy in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, ben. he was Rupert Thorne. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Yes. In, uh, He's the best. Yeah, yeah. that guy, by the Bloodline. way, his IMDb picture is from him like from like 30 years ago. It's pretty upsetting. <laughs> He's yeah. the best. I looked at it, I was like, damn, you're fine, and ben not the guy I've seen Mendelsohn in movies. Ben Mendelsohn has had a complete career resurgence in like the last two years. Yeah. And I think him being in Rogue One is just like an exemplifier of how He controlled the lisp pretty well in this movie, too, because yeah. every other movie I've seen him in, he said quite the lisp. He tried. Yeah. But he also, he didn't hide his British accent, either. <laughs> so <laughs> he, 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 he tried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he tried. He came off a little bit like an evil Winston Churchill at times. Yeah, a but little bit. I was, but you know, I was fine with that. Yeah. I was evil totally fine Winston with that. I liked his cape. His cape was cool. He had a pretty Except sweet cape. Except all bad guys need capes. I'm going to have this big flowing white cape and white, but I'm going to wear this little like dinky little soldier hat. Well, I always just think of space No, balls. it was more like, it was more like a wool version of a, like a cycling hat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is man. the uh, what is the group called that dresses up and goes that dresses up in like perfect Star Wars regalia and oh, goes? They were the Legion. The oh, uh, the five hundred first. Okay, so I talked to a girl who's in the five hundred first and is a Durango local and probably one of the only people that can talk to me about Star Wars at the level that I do in this mountain town. <laughs> and she did have one criticism about the Imperial uniforms, uh, and I want to see how you guys feel about it being cosplay nerds yourselves. How'd you feel about the fact that there was a lighter hue of gray rather than uh, a grayish green that you saw in the original trilogy? Like some people out there apparently are a little miffed by that. By from the Imperial uniforms? Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't even notice. Like Tarkin's yeah. uniform. <laughs> it's it's a, me. I, that's I, what I said. I think but it's I probably, felt like somebody brought this to me. I got to bring it to the world. I'm, I'm thinking that's probably just an error of color correction. Yeah. Not an actual like color choice. So mm. I yeah, doesn't even, wasn't I, even a blip on my radar. I didn't notice either. Um, All right. Well, I'll just go fucking ba bang my head against the wall. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, back to the headgear for a moment. <laughs> Changing away did from we, Sean's We're just going to cut all that did out, actually. Brian, that? go back. Did, so we're cutting all that out. How, no, no, you're not. It was interesting how yes, Vader also has Imperial bodyguards because there was the red emperor bodyguards yeah. that were at his that was volcano yeah. castle. Cool you saw them. But oh, also shit. on Jeddah, there was these things that look Mandalorian, but they had this cube looking headgear. And I was mm -hmm. like, they kind of look like a, a cross between like the the Imperial, you know, bodyguards and like Greek Orthodox priests. Mm -hmm. Like like they had this, they looked very, very interesting. And like, I was, I wanted to know who those people were. Cause mm. like they were red and they were blue. I'm like, what? That's great. You can just plant that in there and you walk by and you don't explain them at all. Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> well, well again, the there's there's so much more room for them to talk about other things. You can't explain everything yeah. in one little movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's totally fair to to Put leave some egg. stuff 
up for mystery because yeah. it gives them room to make more mm-hmm. expanded universe stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hook it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> Tap me in. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I would have liked to see, and again, this is one of those nerd nitpicky things. Not, it would have. I would have liked to have seen a Jedi in hiding. Personally, that's just my that that's just me somehow playing to the plot line. I mean, the whole Rebels TV series is about some Jedi's who survived and were trying to pass on and train their kids in the Force. Um, there is a Jedi who actually ends up having a son, uh, so it's like somewhere in between three and four. I haven't watched the series, guys, so if I'm getting details wrong, please forgive me. But um, we know there's precedence for it. Uh, again, this is Legends, but there were four Jedi who survived the Purge that we knew of. Um, Yoda and okay. Open One were two of them. So it's plausible. Like, again, does it make or break the movie? No. I think having a Force Adept there was cool. I also appreciate yeah, it looked really closely. Imway's walking stick mm-hmm. had, like, the hilt of a lightsaber. Yes. I, yeah, yes, it was it going to be a lightsaber uh, coming yeah, out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like it had what was at one point the tip of a lightsaber, like, sure. on it, and it's his handle. I was like, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Like, he knows his shit. Good callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very but, good callback. So. That's another thing, though, is if you do introduce some sort of Jedi, then all of a sudden you are burdened with the, like, now you got to tell their story. Now you got to tell why they were in hiding. All of a sudden you've you've added a bunch of stuff to this film that oh. you would have to remove other things. Actually, you know who I would love to see in it? Ashoka Tano. Hmm? Ashoka Tano. Uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, thank you. Ashoka Tano was Anakin's Padawan when hmm. he turned. Mm-hmm. And she left the Order when Vader... Rose, she didn't know that Anakin became Vader. Ooh. She she heard something bad had happened to Anakin, and she left the order. So she's not even she's kind of considered what we call a gray Jedi. She's just this Force user who uses lightsabers and uses the Force, but she's not. That could be a whole other film, though. Yeah, and she's got white lightsaber blades now, what? so that's kind of badass. And she fought Darth Maul in an episode. What? She's a be- she's a total badass, and she's awesome. Yeah, um, if you guys haven't watched Clone Wars, it's ridiculously yeah, good. She's good. I, I kind of didn't watch it, but I started watching it now. Amazing. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention there was an episode in Rebels where she fucking dueled Vader. Cool. And as far mm-hmm. as we know, she's still alive. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would love to see her pop up, but that's again, that's more. They're starting to film the Han Solo film in February. Yeah. Good. I also would have loved to see Lando. Because yeah. I know they couldn't put Han in there, but if Lando had appeared there, like, would have made my Lando is a piece of shit. Why Why would they be involved? And in, they don't get brought in until later. They? Like, they, they're kind of, Fair. I hate to say this because they're two of our favorite characters, but they're these scoundrels that find themselves on the side of yeah. Jud. And again, these are Nearly, just like yeah. super geeky, nitpicky things that like really have no bearing on. They would have getting ready. Though. I would have liked to have seen Yoda. I would have liked to have seen R two D two Foxy three PO once or twice. I know it happens. <laughs> oh, I like that that all the Imperial droids have the same data ports that R two D two. Yes, really uses. Yes. Yeah. good. Good callback too. Awesome, you guys. This was so much fun to oh talk my gosh. about. Oh, oh, good. We didn't spoil that much, thankfully. We did. We Everybody we dies. Around yeah. the movie. Everybody <laughs> dies everybody except for dies. Vader. He kills a lot of people. But everybody dies. Lots. Yep. Lots. Everybody. He doesn't die till Jedi. Oh, I ruined that now. <laughs> Damn it, Sean. <laughs> I... I just want to just watch it like five more times. I, I gotta say, I know, I'm going. I'm going right now when you guys are done yammering. No, nice. you're not. <laughs> I kind Jerk. of. I kind of feel like. I don't know. I. I almost. I almost 
like this one better than Force Awakens? People think this is probably one of the best. They could be better than even Empire Strikes Back. Uh, yeah. No, see, because this I'm movie cannot exist without the first three movies. No, Sean, people are saying it Chicken could be egg. better, though. Like, quality-wise, well, plot-wise. I mean, Empire know. couldn't have existed without New Hope, but that doesn't mean that Empire's not the better movie. Well, exactly. I like, mean, Empire saying, is clearly is the, the best, best Star Wars movie ever, and anybody that says any otherwise is a heretic. So, <laughs> here's the thing. They're all little stepping stones, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, Lucas deciding to make episode three PG-13. And showing, mm -hmm. you know, implying that Jedi children get murdered. Like that yeah, they do. was the first step. Seeing a base kill five planets and then watching Han Solo get impaled on a lightsaber is the next step. Seeing everybody you cared about in this movie fucking die is the third step. Mm. The so what's the step, next step? Fucking Caligula? <laughs> I was gonna say version of Star Wars is clearly like Electra on in in space, where it's like people just like gets really pissed off and she murders their children and puts them in <laughs> soup and feeds them to like fucking Lair or something. Like good. Yeah, the right. point the point I'm getting at is <laughs> this: dark. we are very close to the possibility of there being an R-rated Star Wars movie. Oh God! Because oh, kill for it. We've they've films have gotten darker and darker and darker in tone, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but no. it is a children's kind of playground. It's a it's a family. So it's a family based. So I appreciate the fact that this film was darker. That it wasn't necessarily one that you because it was PG thirteen, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it so was. We're gonna see more PG thirteen Star Wars movies for sure. Oh. Maybe we'll see an R rated one. I don't think the saga films will ever go rated R. No, I don't no. think so. Uh, but but I would not be surprised if an ex if. Uh, one of the expanded yeah. like stories does, and there's rumor and that they might end the saga at episode nine. That like this, the, what they're now calling the Skywalker good. films. They good. end the Skywalker good. films on episode nine. Interesting. I'm fine with that, but I mean, if we think about, if we take ourselves out of how we grew up and how children grow up now, and how how just people have changed over the last thirty years, I think that kids these days are, are more equipped to handle a movie where everybody that you love in the story dies, everybody dies, than we were because movies didn't have those tropes because we were more pandered yeah. to back then. Yeah. Think about how many movies, even children's, even G-rated movies have way more, deal way more with loss at that degree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with that. And I think they're, that we're cutting... I think modern kids short, you know, because kids now they they definitely have way more exposure to themes like that and a lot more films, um, and there's just way more maturity in general. Yeah. So I, I think yep. in a way, like, yeah, I agree. We were way more pandered to in the past, and now I think things are a lot more um, realistic. We're yeah. not talking. Uh, talking down to kids anymore. And yeah. I really appreciate that. What, yes. what I, I, I think my final thought for the movie is that what I appreciate the most is that despite literally all fucking odds, hope prevails. Mm -hmm. Hope does not die. Hope is the thing that wins. And that was very clearly Rebellions the message of the movie. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions yeah. are built on hope. Yes. And that... That and I'm. It's almost. It's almost like they knew when they started making this movie that Donald Trump was going to become president, <laughs> and that the United States is the empire. Yeah. I, you know, people said Seriously. that there was all that stuff, and I, I, I see it, but I think at the same time, this was whole crafted when that was not even a blip on the radar, and it was done shooting. Yeah. Before yes, the right. presidential camp. These are called jokes. Yeah. Well, so. and it, it was it's one of those things that there are certain oh, jokes, there are baby. certain universal truths and especially in an American context 
where our country came from rebellion Mm -hmm. you know that Mm -hmm. that is always going to speak to an american audience and star wars has always been political they did not reshoot this movie like there was a rumor going around that they reshot scenes specifically because they wanted to make it more apt to the trump year trump years and i think that's bullshit Mm. no that's bullshit that's been disproven interesting though yeah no it's it's literally just one of those things that history goes through waves people will always be upset with the establishment at some point or another Mm -hmm. and this is always going this theme is always going to resonate how else are we going to grow what's interesting is apparently the original working title for the film was called the dark times before they called it rogue one i think rogue one's a better title but um and they had some i mean my god amazing screenwriters uh for this film but um it's it's just one of those things that no the world is heading into a very uncertain place right now so it's very easy to project how we're feeling on film, but also film reflects how we're feeling, right? So yeah. it was just, I'm just going to chalk it up and say it was incredibly aptly timed. Mm. Yeah. It came out. And, and even then, like this whole thing about rebellions are built on hope. Ho- Leia being, you know, giving that last line saying hope. And then starting off, when you go back to the original trilogy, it's a new hope. Mm. I mean, like this has always yeah. been there. Hope. Such a hope good time. Is I don't know. I'm going to argue the opposite of that. Into action, right? mm-hmm. I'm going to argue. I'm going to argue the opposite of that because why is that hope new? Obviously, that hope lasted this whole last movie before this one. Well, it should be a continuing hope. So, so what it is is if you look at it because of the fact that the uh, the Rebel Alliance leaders were not hopeful and they were not backing mm. Rogue One when they went off. Yeah, they were that, like they got this weapon. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Game over, man. Game yeah. over. You know. So, so that the the this it's the same hope that's carrying over that that Rogue One regenerated that hope, got them the plans, which then led to a new hope. Mm-hmm. So a regenerated hope would have been a more apt sure. title. And it, <laughs> just remember, it wasn't a new hope until yes. I don't know. Like the early 90s when he's like, I'm well, giving them names. So <laughs> technically. It was just Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. They didn't have Star Wars before every single so, one until then. Well, they did. I think they did at least have the, the new A New Hope as the name above the crawl. But there was an episode for A New Hope. That no, was, they that didn't put A New out. Hope above the crawl in 1977. I guarantee you that. There was no A New Hope above it? Are you sure? No, it didn't say anything. It just said Star Wars and then The Crawl with nothing above it. Mm. All right. Okay. Trust me, Brian. Yeah, I yeah. know this Because you can to find the original crawls online. They they do have someone put them on YouTube. So Well, we can... From we their can... LaserDisc and or VHS copy from 1989. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we can we can look that up later. But yeah. uh, um, do we have any feedback to get through? I or do we want to save it for I mean, the next We have one? a couple, but I kind of want to skip it. Because, Let's make yeah. this a standalone episode. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just make save it for the next one. Okay. Um, happy New Year, guys, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. That's happy all I want to Happy fucking New Year. Um, I would say if you don't have New Year's plans, uh, see this movie again mm-hmm. um, yes. and then drink some champagne <laughs> to one, to celebrate New Year, two, to cope with the pain you feel from losing all these lovely characters. Um, <laughs> and who, to cope with 2016. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. three, to inspire you to start the actual rebellion against the actual empire who is taking power very soon. Yeah. You know what? I love the timing of this movie too, Brian, because it helped me feel like 2016 is going to end on some kind of new hope. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and, and 2017 is going to start on you know, a much better page. Um, I grew up with this saying that, you know, some days are really rough, but tomorrow is always a new day and the sun always rises, right? 
So it's the subtle come out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that Sorry. tomorrow there'll be sun. So yes, thinking of that tomorrow. So I I actually just so one of the other things is I directed a production of Annie just or co-directed a production of Annie a couple months ago. So I heard you would the sun'll come out more times than I would like to to remember. But the lyrics are kind of relevant. Just saying. No, they're so, not, Brian. <laughs> Crushing that hope. I actually live in Colorado where we're having snowstorms, so the sun is literally not going to come out tomorrow, Brian. <laughs> and you filled me with false hope. How about that? Star Wars, a new false hope. A movie where you just get disappointed the whole time. Turns I hope out that Luke never Bring happened. that shit up. That's called the prequels. Shortly before <laughs> Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney, he was interviewed. After all of the six movies had been made, when there was no plans, he had, of course, the ideas for seven through nine, but he had not had any plans to make them. He just said, you know, I think, honestly, as time goes by, people will will look at the films objectively as one continuing series, and they're not going to feel the way they feel about them now. I rewatched one and two right before mm. seven came out, and I... I still was like, holy shit, these are terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. One, one's still bad, but there's good parts, and two is not as awful. I mean, one's clearly the worst of the first three. Yeah, three two is, is not as awful that you people used to say two was the worst. But Revenge of the Sith is pretty fucking dope. Well, like the the only part about two that I really except for no. Yeah, the the part about two that I really appreciated was seeing Yoda kick ass. That was I still hold yeah. that that was really satisfying when I saw it in the theater. It was really satisfying seeing it now. Yoda kicking ass with Count Dooku was was cool. I think Yoda kicking ass in front of the Jedi Temple, like killing you know, killing a bunch of clone troopers with Obi Wan Kenobi, was even better. Yeah, you know what, guys? Though yeah. we're not here to dwell on the past. Yeah, let's we're here yeah, to look forward into a new hope. We mustn't dwell. We mustn't dwell. Not on Rex not Manning. Not on Rex Manning. Yes, I love you, Brian. I think we just trolled our entire audience. Why don't y'all just fade away? Can we call it? Can we call that Rex rolling? Yes. Rex rolling. And I'm gonna put the music in there. I'm putting the music in. Oh my god, guys, that's all the time we're gonna give. That's all, folks. But until we meet again, stay nerdy. Tune into our next exciting Mel Brooksuary themed episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Star Wars! Everybody dies. And roll credits. Now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Make ten men feel like a hundred. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>